This is Care Less, Do More. Welcome back to Care Less, Do More. I'm your host, Michelle Parker. Today, I'm taking the show in a slightly different direction than I ever have. If you are a regular listener, it might be somewhat obvious that most all of my guests on this season's show have been local to the Tahoe area. Fortunately for me and this show, there are a lot of incredible individuals that make up this community. It's been a place where professional athletes from all different adventure sport genres have flocked and eventually called home. I've done my best to record all of these episodes in person rather than online, as I love the connection that's made when you're sitting face to face. However, over the past 10 months, my life has changed. Before we dive in deep here on this experimental episode, I'd like to take a moment to thank Sierra Nevada Brewing Company and cheers to the seasonal shift to fall. The temps are dropping, winter's right around the corner. Sierra Nevada is family owned, operated, and argued over. They have my heart as a company for their forward-thinking environmental practices and their tasty beers. They've been around since 1980, and the founder, Ken, started brewing beer in the 60s when he was a teenager and hid his home brewing kit from his parents. Since then, they've been perfecting the process and the taste. I think they're ahead of their time with their flavors and their practice. Also, thanks to Darn Tough, who've been with us from the very beginning. Once you try a pair of Darn Tough socks, you'll likely never go back. These socks are fitted in all the right places and made of wool, which works to your advantage in all four seasons. Moisture wicking helps keep bad odors at bay, prevents blisters built to last, and I can tell you from experience, they're durable to boot. Lastly, I'd like to shout out Anon Optics for supporting the show. Check out anonoptics.com for their collection of sunglasses, goggles, and helmets with fits for everyone. They make super high quality products that I personally use. My kit includes the Opportunist sunglasses, the Anon Merrick Wave Cell helmet, and the M4S goggle with the MFI fleece hood, which is seamlessly connects to the goggles using the Magnatech technology. Everything Anon makes is done right with thought and ingenuity. Go get yourself some Anons. Well, here goes nothing. I'm apologizing in advance as I'm recovering from a cold, so I'm going to try to hold it together and not cough throughout the episode, but I might read slowly. And uh, yeah, I put the ads up front as well because I didn't feel like interrupting this. I've just spent the day with my dad and it inspired me to write a little something down to share. I've been thinking about this for a while and I wasn't really sure how it would land. Fingers crossed it hits perfect transition and I don't overshoot, but if I overshoot the landing, that's my bad. Shinbang is curable anyways. In January, my dad was diagnosed with Lewy body dementia on top of his eight-year run with Parkinson's. I took him to the neurologist that day as I have accompanied with him to many of his doctor's appointments. And he was dealt a card that neither of us wanted and one that I would certainly never wish upon anyone. Lewy body dementia is often something that one with Parkinson's might eventually experience. It's absolutely shitty and I won't pad that with any fluff or false positivity. These neurological diseases have a terrible way about them as they seep into a once spry and perfectly healthy mind and disconnect the things that are supposed to be connected. They turn life into a series of confusing moments strung together with moments of normalcy and moments of terror and nightmares while awake. Let us not forget those moments in between, however, for those are the moments that keep us going, one foot in front of the other. I'm feeling awfully vulnerable in sharing all of this with you, but I believe in being open and talking about all of the things. If you're a close friend, you might know this about me. I have no secrets. I'm terrible at keeping a surprise as a result, and I'll openly talk to just about anyone about just about anything. 
I'll dive straight in and then walk away wondering to myself if I've shared too much. But to hell with that. If sharing this helps a single person who might be going through this, then that's absolutely worth it to me. So to those who might be caring for another, if that's family or a friend, I have the most love for you. I see you and I understand. I know it can feel very isolating and at times you can feel so alone like no one could possibly understand what you're going through. I understand and I'm sending you a giant air hug in your direction. The second I walked out of that doctor's appointment, I recognized that from then on out, my dad was my priority over most everything else. I've tried to strike a bit of balance between work, staying healthy, and spending as much time as I can with him. But I've decidedly, with the help of my therapist, switched up my vocabulary from balance to harmony because nothing has ever felt balanced. But harmonious? I can get with that. Not to say that my life feels in harmony, in all reality it feels sad, it feels really hard, it feels angry at this diagnosis, it feels, <coughs> it feels coffee, <laughs> it feels sad some more and impossibly sad even more, but it also feels silly. It feels like love, it feels playful, and it feels so damn right to spend all of these precious moments with my dad. Back to the moments in between, I've had so many of them with my dad some of which I would credit to these evil neurological diseases even. If he wasn't diagnosed, I don't know if I'd have had the opportunity to spend so much quality time with him. This past winter, we played pickleball all through the storms. It was snowing so much and I was laughing at myself driving him to the indoor pickleball courts to play his favorite game. He was a professional tennis player in his youth. He played in the Australian Open after all, so pickleball was the perfect hand-eye coordination game to play. We played for hours. We were the least expectant team to win if you saw us on the sideline. Me tying up his shoes, helping him drink water and pull his pants up because his belt mysteriously never seemed to work. And then we'd step out on the court and for those lucky enough to meet our challenge, well, they'd be in for a treat. Some days it was like magic. My dad in full form making the impossible shot. Me backing him up with the biggest smile knowing how much joy he takes in winning. I'm the runner and the jumper, and he makes all the best shots. Pickleball has, in fact, become one of my favorite sports to play. When else do you play a game with mostly lovely humans 70 years or older who can kick your ass and run you through the paces? It's glorious. I've gotten over taking it lightly out there against my newfound pickleball friends, all of whom provide us with such lovely community. My one friend, and probably mostly my dad's friend, Dawn, made cupcakes for my dad's 73rd birthday and surprised him at the courts. He knows the way to my dad's heart. Cupcakes. I can't tell you how many epic powder days I missed to play pickleball, and I would never regret any of them. It is so true, though, that you can feel the dichotomy of emotions in such a scenario. The deep desire as a skier not to miss the pow day, but the even more important truth as a daughter that you would miss any friggin' powder day to spend the day with your dad. We went to physical therapy for Parkinson's four days a week, and as things progressed, the snow started to melt and the warmth of the sun helped loosen my dad up. The second those courts were open at the base of Palisades, you could find us there about four to five days a week kicking ass and taking names. I'm joking, but only partly. What a dang gift, our synergy on the courts. Me knowing and trusting that he would get the shot, him congratulating me when I did. Some days we would just go out and rally for hours. He would drill me, coach me, and get me, get me hitting that forehand with the perfect backspin. I even got pickle elbow, or tennis elbow, whatever you want to call it. 
I was injured from pickleball, but that didn't keep me off the courts with my dad. Then we would come back to my place for what I would call the spa day. I would shave his face, cut his hair, trim his nails, clean his ears. You see, the dexterity loss is a thing. So yes, I clean his ears and no, I won't clean yours, just my dad's. He's the sweetest man I've ever met. He doesn't like veggies, but I disguise them at things that, that he does like. Cauliflower is rice, tofu is cheese, milkshakes are smoothies, all the good stuff with a different name. It's a fun game I play to see if he notices. For the most part, he doesn't. Maybe he's just tricking me though. He loves talking to everyone, cracking jokes, making speeches. He used to rhyme and it would just go on and on and on. While he still talks to everyone, it breaks my heart to see him stumble over words, as I know his stories are so good. But these things change, and I have so much love for the empathetic, patient listener, the one who gives their full attention to my dad. I suppose it's a bonus to have a daughter who has listened to the same stories over and over again, to the extent that I can now finish them for him in times of need. I've got your back, Dad. I've lost a lot of close friends over time, and with each loss, no matter how hard they hit, eventually I would learn something beautiful from their character. I would eventually come to a place where their memory would make me smile rather than cry. I would think of the attributes that made them who they were, why I admired them so much, and I would try my best to weave those into my life too. But this, this is different. It's changing me in so many ways that are kind of, they're kind of magical. Dad, you've given me so much over time, and now you're continuing to give me some of the greatest gifts in the biggest of waves. How lucky am I to get to spend these moments with you? When I see you smile and laugh and crack jokes, my day is made. You've helped me to gain far different perspective on life and on our time here on this planet, floating around trying to figure things out, like what the heck the meaning of life is anyway. Time. Time has been the biggest shift for me. How valuable our time is. How we spend it is our choice. But it's the one thing we'll never get back. And while I've learned this lesson over and over again, it's never quite sunk in like it is now. Because of you, I value time far more than I ever have. Time spent with you is so deeply cherished. It's precious. And if I go for too long without spending this time with you, I feel it. I know sometimes you think that I have better things to do, but I absolutely do not. Spending time with you is the best. On the flip side, the time I get to have outside has become so much more special than ever before. Skiing, biking, climbing, walking, whatever, whatever that may be, has been so grounding. Having less time to do these things has made me filled with gratitude when I get to partake. And travel? I've been home far more than I have in the past 20 years of being a professional skier. This is by choice and pure luck that I was able to film a video part at home last season. When I do go on a trip, it's like I've never been before. I'm so enthusiastically beaming when I get to visit somewhere and experience those things again. The people from far off places that I hold dear to me, seeing them begin is such a gift. Wow, dad, you're giving me far more than you know. When I went to Chamonix this summer for the Arcteryx Climbing Academy, there was no second wasted, not doing exactly what I wanted to do. There was no drop of sunlight that I didn't soak up. No view went unnoticed. I soberly danced so hard and didn't give two shits about what I looked like out there because I was having the time of my life and I woke up and I did it over again and again and again. 
catching the sunrises and the sunsets, hiking trails, clipping bolts, getting my first trad leads in of the summer and likely my last I knew it. That time was such a gift. And then to come home to you, I'm super lucky. You taught me that too, dad, not to give two shits about what I look like when I'm dancing or just in general. If it weren't for me, your hair would be so big and so fluffy and so long, you likely wouldn't get a haircut. When I used to travel, my dad's friends knew if I'd been away for a while, as his hair would be getting pretty wild. Then I would return and give him a more refined look, but he never asked for a haircut. I just knew that if it weren't for me, you wouldn't get one. <laughs> On the days that I'm lucky enough to get to spend time with you, I get to choose your outfits these days. That's also something that I love doing, but another thing that you don't give two shits about, and I love that about you. I see things differently now. Empathy, another total game changer for me. I felt like I've always carried quite a bit of empathy for people, but damn, I am far more patient and empathetic than ever before. First off, all the small things that used to bother me don't really bother me. It just doesn't add up. There are far bigger things happening in our life to spend time being bummed out about the small things. Water off a duck's back. Just roll with it and let go of it. Then I found this new ability to empathize. You see, one of the worst side effects of these two diseases that my dad is experiencing are hallucinations. I can't remember a day that's gone by without these human-like beings that don't have legs wrecking havoc on his time spent at home. I try my very best to approach these moments with as much empathy as possible, and I try my hardest to understand what it must like be like for you. I think it would be awfully confusing, annoying, and at times very real and scary. So yeah, having a much lar larger grasp on what it means to be empathetic is another gift that you're giving me. And most of the time we deal with things with humor. You and I would both sound a bit off the rocker if someone was eavesdropping on our conversations. I roll with whatever you're saying, and if something is frustrating you, like the time you thought that every refrigerator in the world was exactly the same with the exact same items in it, and I had the nerve to try and reason with you, and then gave up and just said, you know what? Fuck refrigerators. They're all the same. And then we both started laughing so hard. From that moment on, I just try to reason with humor, because it eventually makes both of us laugh out loud. And laughter really is the best medicine. But I still remind you, when we're walking side by side, having a nonsensical conversation about to see your doctor, that it's time to be serious so that he doesn't diagnose me too. You've made me laugh so hard throughout my life, and I've certainly taught me not to take life too seriously. Thank you for that. So yeah, my dad's my best friend, and I would do anything for my best friends. But I would really do anything for you, dad, and for my entire family. And I don't view it as a cost, I view it as a gift. Even if sometimes that gift is extra hard. I remember when I was 18 and I went to South America for the first time and I saw families taking care of their elders. There wasn't a home that their elders went to. It was their home and they stayed in it surrounded by their loved ones. I'm determined to do that for as long as possible. Caregiving isn't simple. It's not easy. It often feels incredibly isolating. There are a lot of questions about the future, things you have to prepare for that no one would ever be ready for. I don't have all the answers, nor do I know what the future will provide, but I do know that we have right now, and that's all that matters. There's been a lot of moments where I've thought to myself, is this just another thing that we don't talk about that much in society, caregiving, or am I the only person of like three people I know who's gone through this too? It feels important to talk about, so thanks for sticking around. 
Thanks also to my family and friends who have showed up for me lately. My mom and my brother are both absolute rock stars and we're totally in this together as a family. It's been keeping me smiling. A huge thanks to my partner, Aaron, for supporting me and my family with so much love and care. I could never repay, repay you. Just today, I looked over and Aaron was singing him a song before he took his nap. And thanks to all of you listeners who have stuck around and tuned in. I'm going to learn how to record these things online so I can keep it going as I really do enjoy it. And this whole episode is for those who might be going through something similar. I may not know you, as it sure seems like I don't know too many people who have gone through this before. And those who have, have been absolute rocks with me with their love. So squeeze your loved ones extra hard and enjoy the next two weeks until the next episode. Much love.